Wake up. Wake up. You ready to get funky? media overnight and reminding you again by the way connie not under the weather she'll be back on monday not COVID. so the text question of the day what is something that put you you in your face in the principal's office that's simple Ooh. so i want to break this down a little bit this take you can go back like steve and i are going to have stories from when we were younger right yes but i noticed on facebook some people, Steve, uh-huh. are talking about how they went there because of their kid. What? You know, my, my kid's They got in 12. trouble via their yeah. kid? No, my kid's or no, Oh, their kid. Okay, yeah, Because yeah, it yeah. puts I you in it. the principal's office, I right? I see. Now, this is not like a weird code for balloon animals and something inappropriate either, by the way. Somebody sent a text in that I was like, we would never even call that the principal's office, so yeah, delete. So, actual principal's office. What is something, text in, message via the app, email at conningfish.com. What is something that puts you in the principal's office? I'm going to go first because I think Steve's going to be juicier than me on the story. Yep. Mine is uh, pretty easy sleazy. So I, uh, you're going to be surprised by this. I actually Uh-oh. ended up becoming friends with my principal uh, when I was younger. But in elementary school specifically, I was put in there because of my mouth and my uh, weird sense of humor. Go on. Yeah, there's no big story behind it. I don't remember exactly what I said. I probably said your mama wears combat boots because back when you're, you know, in third grade, that's like the biggest slam of all time. Mm-hmm. I know everyone you know, on the playground's like, oh, oh, yeah. what? Where ironically now, if somebody said to me when I were in third grade, your mama wears combat boots, I'd be like, awesome. God yeah. bless America. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> different in the military now, isn't it there, buddy? Nice try, Slappy. So I was in there. His name was Mr. B. We became really good friends. He ended up becoming the superintendent of that school district. When I was in college, I was thinking of becoming a teacher for elementary. And I went to talk to him. And he said, dude, if you graduate from college with a degree in uh, elementary education, I will hire you. You're one immediately. Oh, yeah. I remember you saying that. Yeah. Yeah. So that actually worked out well for me uh, because I'm uniquely weird. And uh, we became buddies, right? And he told me yeah. to be a little bit more creative with my humor. Gave me some dirty jokes to say next time somebody tried to slam me. And it worked out great. So, Steve, text question of the day. What put you in the principal's office? What's something that put you in the principal's office? All right. I'm going to tell you what put you what put me in the principal's office next. I mean, just kidding. No. Right uh, I was like, really? Okay, I guess if you want. But no, <laughs> yeah. no mine's kind of a story. <laughs> it, it's a little bit of a story. So I got to first get a little context. to it. it was in high school. And did you guys have like anything in high school, like a, a, a colors week or colors day where all the different classes, freshmen, like sophomore, junior, senior competed against mm, each other? No, but I know what you're talking about. Like you're like, okay, okay blue, red, green, 
yellow. Yeah, well, yeah. we went the, the colors of uh, tomato ripening. So, like, freshmen were green. Um, the All sophomores right. were yellow, uh, then orange, then red as you go into juniors and seniors. And so, like, throughout the week, they, we had little minor things that went on. But on the, fi- on the Friday, it was a half day, and it was called field day. And okay. all the classes competed with one another um, in the gymnasium, uh, at, like all these different sort of field day events, like tug of war and like obstacle courses and stuff like that. So this tradition at my school is prior to that day starting, like Friday morning before all the kids get picked up by the bus. Yeah. Uh, the upperclassmen, the juniors and the seniors would go around to the bus stops and they would like egg uh, squirt ketchup and mustard on the freshmen. Like the color, uh, they find stuff that was like colored to attack the freshmen and sophomores with that were waiting for the bus. Not so, cool, man. Not cool. Not cool. So this was like a thing that went on for like even for a decade prior to me doing uh, doing this stuff. My brother did it, uh, and then like for whatever reason, the year before we turned seniors, they canceled it. Because I think like the school finally like got wind of it and was like, okay, this is not good. You can't be going around egging kids before school and whatnot. So they yeah. they canceled it and they to to get rid of it altogether. They completely took away all of the colors and they said you cannot wear red, green, yellow, or orange on that Friday. You just had to wear whatever um, another color. So. Me and my friend were mad because we both got egged when we were freshmen, and we decided that we were going to say, you know what, forget this, we're still going to go around, we're going to do it. So we got our eggs, and we got our ketchup, and we went around, and we uh, ketchuped and egged all the kids in our subdivision. Well, my friend drove a 1970, I think it was a 79 Nova, the only one in the entire school, so easily identifiable okay. car. Yeah. <laughs> so we do all this, and we think we all got away with it. We're sitting in school in first period, then all of a sudden, on the loudspeaker into my room, they're like, Can, uh, Steve Bonner, please come down to the principal's office. <laughs> and oh. the kid that we uh, egged and catch up pretty bad uh, accurately ID'd the car. And <laughs> got us in trouble, <laughs> and we had to buy him a new jacket because <laughs> we oh, wow. ruined his jacket. Yeah. Okay. So and, you and I got suspended in. too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're talking about the text question of the day. I don't know if you remember about three hours ago when we started asking this question. I know, at the right? Beginning of Steve's story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, dog. Uh, what put you in the principal's office? So Steve, more or less, you uh, egged a kid and squirted and him with ketchup and was covered just him in ketchup. Bush. Yeah. Okay. Wow, that's kind of funny because you kind of were like uh, everybody's friend in uh, school. Like you just kind of, I mean, you had your click, but right. everybody kind of liked you, right? You weren't trouble. So that probably shocked your mom. Oh, yeah. My parents were completely shocked that uh, <laughs> that I did something like that. Yeah, My brother, probably- they would have been like, oh, yeah, that's typical Michael stuff. But yeah, with me, they're like, oh, wow. <laughs> that's why uh, tomorrow we're probably going to do for text question of the day since Connie's gone till Monday. She's under the weather. We're going to do when's the last time your mom got the shocker, like Steve's mom clearly yes, got exactly. the shocker. No. Mm-hmm. So what puts you in the principal's office? For example, we were talking about the two ladies I met earlier, Erica and Amanda, Steve. She's probably been to the principal's office for her 12-year-old Mason because you know that Amanda is one of those hot moms, so the principal's just thinking for an excuse to get the kid in trouble. I wonder if that's a thing. Do you think oh, that's okay. a thing? Is that too much? Oh, okay. you think I go too that, far? That's, maybe, okay. that's a little too much. That's okay. too far. Okay, we'll, yeah. we'll move right. on. Text question right. day. We'll do it at 830. <laughs> 
Right now, though, it's time to learn some stuff. I learned something today. Every time I learn something new, it pushes some old stuff out of my brain. I'm learning. What did you learn? What did you learn? Things I've already learned today, uh, quite a few, actually. Uh, All right. Did you know that 43 years ago today, The Love Boat premiered on ABC? Do you remember that? Yes. Have you? (laughs) The Love Boat. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to go in reverse. 60 years ago today, 1960 was the year, the Mm -hmm. USS Enterprise was launched. Now, you're thinking Star Trek. No, I'm not. I'm thinking an aircraft carrier. Oh, well, I was at first. Man, okay. (laughs) It was the world's first nuclear-powered aircraft carrier and the uh, eighth naval vessel to bear the name. The first was a schooner captured from the British during the world's or the during the Revolutionary War. Did you know that? I did not know that, but now I do. I'm learning. Yeah. 86 years ago today, 1934 was the year Babe Ruth played his last game with the New York Yankees. The oh, Boston wow. Red Sox beat them 5 nothing. Okay, and wow. 231 years ago on this very day, the yes. year was 1789, the first Supreme Court was established. Well, Supreme Court's a big topic right now, so I thought people would want to know this. Again, in 1789, the first Supreme Court was established. Six justices who were nominated by George Washington. It wasn't until 1869 that Congress finally set the number of justices to the nine that we have today. So it was 231 years ago today. A couple other little nugs that I learned already today. Uh, There is only one country between Norway and North Korea. Do what? you know what that oh, country it's Russia. is? Bingo. That's it's crazy to Russia. Think. <laughs> I know, right? Like they're on two opposite sides of the planet almost. Because Russia's huge. Yeah. Yeah. A uh, small part of Norway borders a northwest corner of Russia, and North Korea borders a southeast corner of Russia. So there huh. you go. Interesting. Um, many deaf people have schizophrenia, uh, but they don't hear voices in their heads. They uh, Some see a pair of like uh, disembodied hands signing in their mind really is this yeah, many that's insane i know wow i know so not only do you have to be a deal with being wow. deaf yeah you see that that's i think that's un- yeah. un- unbelievable uh a couple more for you dalmatians actually became uh firehouse dogs in the 1800s the oh. uh, fire engines were pulled by horses and Dalma- dalmatians got along with the horses better than any other breed. So they wanted a dog at the firehouse. They got a Dalmatian because they got along well with the horses. And finally, for something that I learned today, uh, probably my, definitely my favorite one, uh, and it's going to sound like just a a little baby nug, but I I think it's fascinating. In Sweden, Mm -hmm. because, okay, you know, what's one of the most annoying things, specifically in the Midwest during the winter, is when people are driving without their headlights on and it's foggy, or it's weird weather, right? Yeah. And they're always saying, can you please, we're always getting texts during the show. I know that it's daylight out, but please tell people to turn their headlights on. I almost hit a car. In Sweden, though, drivers are required to have their headlights on at all times. Really? Even during daylight. Yeah. Huh. E- even what during the daytimes in Sweden. So, breaking it I got, down. I got one little Sweden nug for you, too, real quick. Okay. The only country in the world to mention Sweden in their national anthem Poland. 
Are you serious? Are you making? Yep. You make I am a hundred percent serious, and it's a slam on Sweden too, which is quite funny to me. I, I don't know exactly what it means, but it's some something about some annexation from the sixteen hundreds, and they that there's a line is my in there favorite that, thing today. <laughs> that that they slam Sweden. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I read that last night. I was like, oh, that's weird. We are Polish. <laughs> we are strong. Unlike Sweden, no one gets along. Up to Sweden. What? <laughs> All right, uh, text question of the day today is, uh, what put you in the principal's office back in the day, uh, or maybe it was uh, with your kids? What's something that puts you in the uh, principal's office? For me, it was uh, me being a smart A, and uh, Mr. B sat me down and talked to me, and Steve egged a kid and covered him with ketchup. It was It's a whole story about, you know, freshmen <laughs> getting picked on. Steve was picked on as a freshman, so he picked on a freshman. So, when <laughs> it was when it's day. just summarized like that, it makes me sound like such a boosh. Yeah, people know you. They know you're not, but we all make, you know, we all do stuff, right? So uh, you can text in, what's something that puts you in the principal's office? That's the text question of the day. Connie and Fish, and we're looking at a high of 77 today, tomorrow high of 80, Saturday 81, Sunday 75, and Monday, Connie should be back. She's under the weather. She'll be fine. Uh, Monday, she'll be, uh, plan on Connie being back Monday morning. Okay, Steve. We're going to do a rando texto before uh-huh. eight. Okay. Uh, that's one. I actually uh, was uh, hanging out with Connie a little bit yesterday, and uh, she, she and I were talking a little bit about it. It's definitely a controversial rando texto. She was oh like, boy. you know, Connie, she was like, have fun with that one. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's exactly what she sounds like. Dude. That's pretty much spot on, Connie. Uh-huh. Thank you very much. I'm pretty proud of that. And uh, yeah, okay, fish, have fun. <laughs> I just can't do her laugh. Her laugh is contagious. So anyway, we're going to do this rando text though before eight. You're going to want to be a part of it. It's so controversial. When Steve and I were talking about it off the air yesterday, he actually got a little bit nervous about his answer. So yeah. I don't like that'll happen in a subject. few. It'll be fun. Right now, we got to talk about totes trending though, my friend. Let's peep what's totes trending. Totes trending. With Connie and Fish. Connie and Fish. So when the lockdown and the pandemic and everything started, my brother-in-law, who lives in Texas... He and his wife have a two-bedroom uh, condo that she owns that he got mm-hmm. to move into. So he inherited that via marriage. It was pretty sweet. And they have a guest bedroom. And they have the well, their bedroom, right? That's how Lindsay right. had set up her home. Well, they ended up flipping the mattress up and putting a, buying a couple desks and putting, because they're both working from home, putting the desks in there and setting up an office, right? Okay. Because they were tired of working in their kitchen, which a lot of yeah. people are. While some kids... Not all kids. A lot of kids are going back to school now, like seeing school buses yesterday and all that jazz, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, some kids are still working from home. But not everybody is set up for that, much like my brother-in-law and Lindsay were. Well, right. a lot of woodworkers all over the country, and you can look into this if you need this. Maybe you don't have enough money to get a desk for your kid. A lot of woodworkers actually all over the country have been making desks and giving them away to kids in need. These two desks are going to go to Rachel Scott, who has a daughter and a son, ages six and seven. I get to feel directly with the people who are receiving it. Their eyes light up, and it feels great. Yeah, they've got time. They're good. Uh, they're the good with their wood, if you will, and they're making desks for the kids, and that's it's pretty darn cool. So if you need that, that cool. you should look into that. Yeah, they you know they're not doing it. They're free. They're just doing it to help you guys out. But maybe if yeah, you can, nice. if you have the money. And you could chip in for the wood. That'd probably be pretty cool because I'm sure that it's not. What I would love to see is I. That's a GoFundMe I donate for. You know, right? Yeah. Like to to help buy wood for kids' school desks. I don't know yeah, how you would a word. Cool you idea. Got to be careful how you word the GoFundMe, but I think it'd be a yeah. great idea. Yeah, don't GoFundMe wood. 
Exactly. Speaking of fundage uh, or worded, not not fundage, but verbiage, there's a new, uh, you know, we all, the election's coming up. A lot of people. Oh, joy. All the, yeah, I know, right? I, I'm excited for it to be over one way or the other. I just hate all the phone calls and the whatever, and the, it just drives me crazy. Aww. It's cute. You think it's going to be uh, all the political stuff's going to end after the election. <laughs> I don't, but at least it's going to calm down a little, right? Oh, that, that, that's cute that you think that too. No, it's going to get way worse. It won't get better until probably middle of next year, I think, is when it's finally politically going to calm down. But yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think it'll ever totally calm down, but I, I think I personally, Steve, I'm an optimist where you might be a pessimist about this with all due respect. I think it's going to calm down. I've seen a lot of ads, though. For people that, you know, celebrities, I know uh, there's one, the dude from uh, uh, This Is Us, which, by the way, is coming in back in the end of October instead of the beginning of November. Now they, uh, they're they pretty excited about it. Oh, nice. uh, his abs are insane. He posted a shirtless photo and said, get out to the polls and vote. <laughs> like, I don't oh, know why okay. you need to be shirtless, but good way to work. Speaking of shirtless, speaking of getting out to the polls and vote. A bunch of strippers band together, and here's what they did. Get, get, get your booty to the pole. Get your booty to the pole. Yeah. Did we get your attention? So, you're really not going to vote? You know it's more than just the president on the ballot, right? Check it. A district attorney decides who to prosecute. Including whether or not to go after dirty cops. Do you know who elects the DA? We do. Want to end cash bail? Well, then vote for the sheriffs and county officials that feel the same way you do. But you talking about, oh, they're going to pick who they're going to pick, shawty. Ferguson just elected their first black mayor. You know how that happened? It's clear black lives don't matter to some of our current elected officials. If they matter to you, then don't let other people decide who's going to run your community. Get your booty to the pole. Get your booty to the pole. Get your booty to the pole. Get, get, get your booty to the pole. All right, that's a bunch of uh, different uh, strippers okay. that got together. Get your booty to the pole. Let's <laughs> not talk about the content of what's in the ad. Let's talk about the fact that it's A, super creative. B, I played the censored version. The, oh. So heads up. Yeah, if you're going to show it. I don't know why you sit down with your... See, here's the thing. My mother would have sat down with me and shown me that video because she would have thought it was hysterical. And I would have seen, you know, but she probably wouldn't want me to see the uncensored version. I don't see Steve sitting down with his kids one day when they're 12 or 13, 14, 15 even, and saying, hey, kids, look what these strippers did. Maybe you would. Get your booty to the pole. <laughs> I know it's got a good beat, right? It's definitely yeah, got a good beat. It's solid. Get your booty to the pole. So you can Google that if you want. Right now, though, we got to go away from totes trending into. This is KNN. Oh, I boy. need to speak to your manager. The Karen News Network. Karen News Network. There is a Karen out there right now. They are calling her Supermarket Karen. Oh, she, boy. Uh, this woman, Supermarket Karen, destroyed most of an, an entire aisle of wine at a store in the United Kingdom. It happened super fast, almost like she had superhuman strength. So much so that now people are starting to write songs about her, Steve. Look, on aisle 19, it's a broken bottle of Zinfandel. It's a smashed Merlot. It's a Chablis. It's Supermarket Karen. I don't have a that. Yes, Supermarket Karen. Strange visitor from the suburbs who came for wine without a COVID mask and displayed powers and abilities beyond those of mortal shoppers. Supermarket Karen, who can scream she's done nothing wrong. While ripping down shelves of liquor as bottles of wine <laughs> shatter on the floor. Yeah. And who, disguised as a disgruntled customer, fights the never-ending battle with science, social distancing, and the COVID way. Sorry, not songs, promos. That's right. She's going to probably get her own TV show. That's Supermarket Karen. That's a true story. 
please. Oh my like, God. In these times, right? Uh, why, why would you destroy a wine aisle? Everybody needs their wine or their Chardonnays or whatnot. Right? Why would you do that to the other mothers or fathers out there that may want that? Don't just dis- don't destroy an aisle anyway, Steve. But if you're going to destroy something, don't destroy booze with everything going on in our world. Right. Another trigger phrase that I hate. So supermarket Karen, we call it a day for you. That's KNN. This is KNN. I am calling the police. The Karen News Network. And we are Connie and Fish. Connie is not here till Monday. She will be back. We need to have a con- we need to have a uh, deep conversation here in just a second, Connie or Connie. Sorry, have it, Steve. Uh huh. <laughs> about the old pop up burrito. Oh, the old pop up burrito. Okay, I'll urban yeah. dictionary that real quick. I want to know if you're going to put this in your mouth. The pop up burrito, pop up foods. Next, Connie and Fish. I got to talk about the pop up burrito. Okay. So, Steve, the pop-up burrito, okay, is, uh, how can I explain this to you the best way I can explain Well, let me let them explain it. It's a Kickstarter, there's a Kickstarter thing. It's like, do you know what a pop-up, like, uh, like cha- it's called chapstick technology. So, if you twist your chapstick, the chapstick oh, yeah. pops up out of the thing, right? right. Do mm-hmm. you remember, like, uh, back in the day, Ice Cream Man would come by and you could get, like, those orange pop-ups they tasted like that orange oh the sugar. orange sherbet pop-ups yes yep. do you remember those mm-hmm. oh yeah. okay burrito pop is what we're talking about burrito pop holds your burrito or wrap freeing up your hands and keeping them clean while you eat our patented burrito elevator is a twist on the entire burrito eating experience giving you every last morsel without the mess and it'll keep your burrito fresh if you need to take a break I've gone through countless designs, made tons of prototypes, and learned more about the dimensions of a burrito than anyone should ever know. So if you want a better way to carry, keep warm, and eat your favorite food, or just to back an epic side project, back Burrito Pop today. This is brilliant. (laughs) Now look, you're going to think this is weird, instinctively. Uh I think this lady is brilliant. And I'm yes. going to tell you why, my friends, because when I am on a road trip and I am driving, doing whatever, one of the most, the, the things I love the most is to go to, let's say, a Taco Bell. You set it in the, uh, you know, you're by yourself. You're not driving right. with anybody. You okay. set it in the, by the console and you're going to try and eat it while you're driving. Well, A, you shouldn't do that. No. But if you're in a hurry, you're going to do it. So we've all done it. I'm going to say 90% of us have done that. I know yep. that's a large number, but that's, yeah. yeah. So... The burrito, the problem with the Taco Bell is it gets floppy. It's maybe it drops in your clothes and you're, I don't know, in a hurry going to some meeting or whatever. But with the burrito, the twist pop of it, I think it's a brilliant idea. I think that this is going to catch on. Uh, So is she trying to market this to like a specific restaurant or is this like just a thing the average person would buy to put their burritos in? So this is something you would bring with you. To go get a burrito. I'm hoping it's it's it looks like if you look at it, it even has a top for it. It looks what? <laughs> yeah. It looks a like a giant. <laughs> it looks like you've got like a Yeti, like a thermos. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Her goal was ten thousand. She has two hundred and seventy five backers, twenty nine days to go, and she already has almost eighteen thousand dollars. Okay. So it looks like a thermos. 
and you would show and and then she's got the burrito in there uh-huh. with like the but you could go buy a burrito at let's say Taco Bell or a wet burrito somewhere. You get it in the uh, tin foil, you plop it in there, and you eat it as you go. Twist, eat, twist, eat. It's it's as big as I don't know how big her hands are, but I would say it's as uh, big as a yeti, a little okay. yeti thing, or like I don't have a yeti. I have like a a gas station one, like the little plastic things you put in, in your cup holder, and off you go. So it's got the dimensions mm-hmm. of a glass of booze, which is right next to her pop-up burrito because she was probably drunk when she thought of it. So it's a twistable burrito holder. If I were Taco Bell, I would buy this from her. See, that's I what would... I, I thought it was originally going to be marketed yeah. towards, like an actual restaurant or something. Because, yeah, I could see a fast yeah. food place be like, and especially if they make like a special special burrito to go in it, and that's like the big yeah. promotion. And it's not, and you get rid of the thermos part, you make it some kind of disposable thing, recycled paper thing, whatever. Right. You, you could do it as a, you could do it with a hamburger. You could do it with a burrito. There's a wide variety of things that you could put in there. I'm like, this is one of the dumbest invention ideas, but brilliant invention ideas I've ever seen from these Kickstarter campaigns. Usually it's like the third leg when you're really tired and you just want to sit down, strap the third leg to your back and then just lean back and sit on your third leg. You hey, know, patent, I've, pending, I've patent, just... pending. That's actually a good idea. So you <laughs> shut your mouth. Okay, well, <laughs> it seems like it you might better be. put our name on it then, dog. Because if I... <laughs> Look at that, dude. I'm, I'm so brilliant. I just thought of that. Just there you go. You're welcome. Thank you. We move on. <laughs> go on. Right now, though, I want to ask you a question, okay? The okay. question is this. Uh-huh. What's, I'm assuming this isn't the thing you're hard on yourself about. What's one thing, Steve, okay. that you are hard on yourself about? For example, I am constantly hard on myself about my weight all the time. I'm like, ah, yes. like to the degree where Alicia is like, will you quit calling yourself fat or tubby or whatever? And I'm sure she's thinking, if you have such a big problem with it, do something about it. I'm like, I am doing something about it. I'm being hard on myself while I sit in my car eating the taco from Taco Bell before I go home to eat one of your salads. So shut up. And then it becomes a fun. <laughs> yeah, you're having yeah. a diet pop with that burrito. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I got a diet pie, a diet soda with my uh, six burritos from Taco Bell. <laughs> it's working. Shut up. It must be my body. So anyway, what's one thing that you're hard on yourself about? See if you can think about it. Members of the Click of Six, text in with that as well. It's not the text question of the day. It's conversation we're going to have because I have a list of the top 10 things that people are really hard on themselves about. And I was surprised about a couple but I think you'll identify with a lot of them as well. So text in, message via the app or email at ConnieandFish.com. That's next with Connie and Fish. Connie back on Monday on Mix 95.7. Text question of the day, what put you in the principal's office? We'll do that in about an hour. What Steve and I consider to be, and Connie does as well, I was hanging out with her yesterday and we were talking about it, a pretty controversial rando texto. That's going to, and not in the, uh, naughty way just the topic way it's about your kids a pretty controversial rando text though we're going to do that in about eh, 15 minutes around 45 right now though i want to talk to you steve i was asking i said mine is my weight asking you one of the things that you're hardest on yourself about uh i'm gonna have to say mine is uh my financials and it's just because i made a lot of um mistakes as far as using credit when i was in college Still paying ba- a lot of that back, and I'm still pretty hard on myself for being in such a large debt uh, Connie, at one point you, in my life. What are you, 37? Yeah. Mine was my early 30s. So Connie and I are, uh, well, we, we made some uh, career gambles when we were younger, and I 
And uh, we didn't go for unemployment when we were unemployed when we should have because we felt guilty. All that, even though we were looking for jobs and doing it right, you know? Right. And I made some really tough decisions when I was younger as well, where I stacked up a bunch of debt. And I'll tell you something, brother. Uh, you're smart enough. You're cute enough. And people like you. And you can get through Gosh, it. Gosh darn it. But I, I was into my early 30s when I paid it off. And I didn't have a wife and two kids. You know, so right. uh, I think you're doing all right. So you're, you're doing good enough. Well, Thank life's you. tough enough, especially with 2020. It just seems like everything is amplified. So here's what you need to do. Give yourself a pass. I want to talk to you about 2,000 people were asked to name the top things they're too hard on themselves about. Are you ready, my furry little friend? Yes. All right. Uh, number 10 on the list was not being more productive in general. I am part of that. Okay, yeah. I could see that. I get down on myself sometimes about that, too. I have reorganized our storage unit. So there's like the storage in our basement. Not that we have a unit, but our storage in our basement. And I uh, made it so we could put some, um, you know, more stuff that looked more organized. Christmas was easier to get to and put stuff in case the pandemic kicks in again for round two. Right. You know, extra paper towel. Did that because uh, I'm not normally productive in general. I have reorganized our laundry room. I have uh, done stuff with our yard that I annoyed the two of you about, you and Connie. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I'm not stopped. So I'm definitely that. Comparing yourself to other people. I used to be bad about that. I used to yeah. be bad about that. I never really did that at all. I don't know. I always, I, I don't know. I, I always feel bad um, when people are constantly doing that because that never ends well, what I think. So keep you know? track of this. Right now you're one for one. Yeah. So am I, by the way. One for one. One and one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, here's another one. Not pushing yourself more. No, I don't really care about that. Are you that. serious? Okay, yeah. that surprised me. I thought that you'd say that you don't. <laughs> are you serious? Wait, stop the show. Stop the show. Are you serious? You really don't. You're not a... Uh, no, I, I don't really have that much uh, ambition, so I'm just kind of like, why? I just, just, I, but I'm you blind. own the fact that you don't have that much ambition, but you've got to yeah. have some ambition. You must be sarcastic a little bit. Mm, the only thing I'm ambitious about is making sure that my me and my family are happy. I don't really care about like career goals or yeah. just stuff like that. It's just as as long as we're comfortable and happy, I'm good with that. I wish I I gotta be vague as I can, and I'm gonna try. And I, I know your wife's gonna high five me in her brain uh, if she's mm. listening on the app free download. But uh, I'm gonna be as vague as I can. I wish that you sometimes. I understand what you're saying. I wish that you had a that you were the only thing I'm ambitious about is my family and then our show. Like you did not say it all just then and this show. No, I enjoy no. doing the show and I, I mean I, I try. It's not like I don't try, cool? but it's like I don't do? I don't try to go above and beyond or anything, you know. <laughs> okay, I gotta make. Okay, I gotta move on. Uh, I mean, my God, I, I could just—I could literally hear Connie in my brain just then. Connie's uh, gonna be out sick for a little bit. I, I could just hear Connie in my brain go, "Ha!" Ah! Couldn't you just hear that laugh that she yep. did? Ah! Yeah, because yeah, you'd be getting all frazzled about it and she'd just yeah. be cracking up. Oh, God. All right. Back to the list. Things okay. that you're hard on yourself about. I'm a, I'm two for I'm two for three. You're one for three. Yep. Let's go to uh, plans you didn't accomplish. Like, ah, man, and my wife wanted me to paint the trim in our laundry room before she came home with a kid. And you, let's say you really wanted to do it. Would you be mad mm. at yourself that you didn't accomplish it? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> Jesus. No. Okay. Uh, we'll move on to we'll move on to another one. Things uh thinking about things you wished that you'd said. Man, when Fish was talking to me or when Connie and Fish were talking to me, I really wish I'd said blank. Are you See the uh, only time that I would ever get down to myself about that is if I missed the opportunity for a funny joke. 
but nothing ever that serious count, there. Then. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, number number five on this list is your weight, which I was I told you right out of the giddy up was mine. Yeah, you know, I was actually in in weight. high school. I was down on myself a little bit, but for the opposite reason because like I was like deathly skinny. Yeah, yeah, because like at one point in time, I was telling my parents how I felt uncomfortable about uh, how I looked or whatever, and so they started making me milkshakes every single night in high school for a little bit to try to help me bulk up, and I started doing like push ups and stuff. Didn't I've work, actually, and I gave up pretty quick, but yeah. <laughs> I've actually, well, that's because you're tired, because you don't want to push yourself more. Yeah, I know, exactly. Uh, it zero ambition. I'm like, I, I like the milkshakes, about, but the push-ups, no thanks. <laughs> I have heard about your mom's milkshakes, though, so that's... It I brings all the boys good. to the yards. Yeah. yeah, that's what I've heard. All right, uh, <laughs> things that we're hard on ourselves about not exercising enough. I'm, nope. I, I'm a little bit hard on myself about that, but I'm going to say no, because I think I'm doing okay. No, actually, I am hard on myself. Okay. Man, I suck, and you've got one. I've got six. <laughs> I'm like six for seven, dog, and you're like one for seven. All right. Yeah. Uh, how you look in like pictures? Me. I'm seven for eight now. How you look in uh, pictures? Yes, but only there because yes, uh, the main one is looking back at pictures of when Charlotte was born because that's when I had my stupid long hair and yep. I think I look so dumb holding how I feel my brand my, new daughter yeah. and I got this stupid ready looking weave almost on my head. And Alicia, <laughs> Alicia used to own a salon and spa. She even offered to cut it for you. I remember that. And you were like, yeah, no, before and I should have. Yeah, I should have yeah. done it before for the pictures. All right. Things you're hard on yourselves about. Uh, number two on this list of top 10 ones that uh, 2000 people were pulled. Uh, regrettable things that you've said or done in the past. Oh, man, I'm I, I want to say I own what I do, and I do own what I do, but I, I am the constant, and Steve can confirm this, I am definitely the guy that puts his foot in his mouth a lot. Yes, this is true. So I'll say, so if I, so I would assume regrettable things you've said or done, I would assume that would be me saying to you, damn, I can't believe they misunderstood me when I made that joke. I wish I hadn't said it. So I guess that would be me saying yes to that. Yeah, and I'll say yes to that too, but that's only because I have the one regret in my life, and that is when I knocked my teeth out. Biggest wow. mistake of my life. Okay, so bad decisions you made in the past is number one yep. on the list, and that would be. So you're not you're you've got four out of ten. It's not bad, I guess. Yeah, not bad. I guess I'm not that down on myself. Yeah, uh, you had Steve had four out of ten out of the survey of the top things that we're hard on ourselves about. He had a. Four out of ten. Here's the list again real quick. Not being more productive in general. Comparing yourself to other people. Not pushing yourself more. Plans you didn't accomplish. Things. Uh, thinking about things you wish you said. Your weight. Your exercising. How you look in photos. Regrettable things you said or done. Which kind of is like that one from earlier. And yeah. bad decisions you made in the past. You had four of those. Yep. Did you uh, keep track of mine as I was telling you as I kept track of mine? I think you had eight. I had eight nine out of ten. Nine out of ten? Nine out of ten. <laughs> I am clearly <laughs> way too sensitive. Oh, <laughs> I clearly don't. Fish. And then you do that crap. Ooh, poor, you did a good boy. job, though. You did no, a good job. No, good no, job. We're gonna do no, the random yeah, text you, on did, that, you did a good so, job. Yeah, we're you did good. good job. Nope. Yeah, good nope. job. Stop. Mm -hmm. Yep, you did a good job. No, nope. with Connie gone, yeah, definitely a good job. There's this member nope. of the clique of six. He calls himself Tro Trophy Husband John. Right? Okay. Yeah. He's got the app. It's a free download in your app store. And he sent this message. And I love it so much. I feel like I should, uh, you know, I'll at least do this for it. Guys, you know, with Connie gone, I just, I really thought the show would be missing the estrogen side of things. But boy, was I wrong. Why? Because, oh yeah, good question. Mm -hmm. Because intern Steve holds it steady. 
Oh. Get it, brother. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that guy is hilarious. Look at that. He is. He, he double slammed me there. Oh, 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 oh. He called you oh. intern. <laughs> intern and a lady. Yeah. Thanks. Intern girl. <laughs> <laughs> we should call you. Oh my start calling you a chick, Steve, or something. No, anyway. Yeah, just for the next oh. two days. Because kind of be like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. No, it's wrong. It's the wrong I haven't heard ever. intern in a while. Oh, that's good. Oh, you're just fantastic joke. I mean, he must have been up all night writing that. No, that guy's naturally funny. He doesn't no, even need to do that. No, I mean, that, that's like, I mean, maybe he even sent out for that. And then uh, someone emailed him back this morning. I was like, here's your joke, sir. That'll be $5. Are you going to cry, Steve? Are you cycling? You leave leave John alone. (laughs) Text question of the day. What put you in the principal's office? You can text in. We're going to do that in about 45 minutes. But we have got to do this rando text, though. This can be interesting. We're doing it Rando Texto message via Apo. It's a free download in the Apo store. You can interact with the station, do really cool stuff because uh, we like your face. Or you can yes. email us. Email at ConnieandFish.com. Okay. This is one that uh, after the show yesterday, I said, Steve, oh, heads up. We got this email. Again, email at ConnieandFish.com. I'm obviously going to go to you because I don't have kids. Here's what it is. And you went, oh. Yeah. I was hanging out with Connie a little bit yesterday. And uh, she and I were talking, and I was telling her about it. And she said, have fun with that one. I was like, I know. (laughs) So uh, here we go. My husband and I are arguing over how to discipline our son. Again, Steve has a a two-and-a-half-year-old, and and I I believe it's today. She's five weeks. Tomorrow. But close. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, my husband and I are arguing over how to discipline our son. He's going through the terrible twos. He is out of control. Now... She goes on to say, I believe that we can control uh, control the situation just by pretending to threaten him and count to three. Don't you make me get to three. She, she goes on to say, I guarantee by the time I get to two, he's going to stop doing whatever he shouldn't be doing. However, my husband says counting to three doesn't work because our son will eventually figure out that we're not serious, that we're just counting. My husband was raised by parents who believed in spanking. There's the controversial controversial yep. part of this. He says there's nothing wrong with an occasional... Con- I want to point this out, Steve. Yeah. An occasional swat to keep a child in line. That's a quote. Occasional swat to keep a child in line. She wants to know who is right, me or him. Straight up, kids in the terrible twos. She wants to do the count, don't make me count to three thing. He, on the other hand, says, hey... A little swat once in a while is okay. My parents did it. I'm a good man. I'm a good person. It's okay. Steve, what do you think? <sighs> yeah, I don't like talking about this uh, specific situation. It just it just seems so weird to me. The one thing I will say real quick, though, is about the counting to three is because we've tried doing that before. Uh, and we had literally no idea what was going to happen when you got the three. So if you're going to do the count to three thing, you got to have an idea of what happens when you go to three. So, Bingo. I mean, if it is a SWAT, it's a SWAT. If it's a timeout, it's a timeout. That's what we opted for. Me and Brittany is the timeout time, um, which Charlotte, like, absolutely hates. And we, we can just threaten her. Do you want a timeout? And then she says no, and then she does whatever we asked her to do. 
That's so, nice. Because at first, when you had Charlotte, she kind of ran your house, but you were new parents. Yeah, kind of it's, it's it been out. getting slowly, but I mean, she still runs the house. I mean, that's not yeah. <laughs> that's not a liar. But uh, but but now at least I we have a tool to put her in line. Um, I am against spanking. I know uh, we mentioned this once before years ago. I think like right when you uh, moved here, fish, and yeah. that was. A conversation that I thought was going to lean on the side of uh, the most people not spanking their children, but it was actually the opposite. It was the vast majority of people seem to um, believe in spanking their children. Yeah. Um, me, no. I'm. I'm. Don't. We have zero plans of doing that. As a kid, I was only spanked once, and this is the only time I might actually do it because I totally deserved it. Uh, I was a little brat, and we got a new kitten. Yeah, and I was super jealous, and I was maybe three, and I tried to flush the kitten down the toilet. I put it oh, in the Jesus. toilet, and I yeah. clicked the the flush button. Luckily, the kitten was large enough to where it didn't. Nothing happened, but I wow. got spanked because of that, and I think I deserve that. So, <laughs> so as far as this goes, though, you're saying I'm saying no, but you need no to come spanking. up with some sort of idea as to what happens when you do three. Maybe a timeout. Maybe you put them in the corner. Maybe you have like a playpen you can put them in in another room and tell them that they just have to sit there and and think about what they've done. But yeah, I'm 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 against uh, spanking okay. children. Member of the clique of six. Did you say spanking children? You're against? Yeah. Yes. Member of the clique of six. Uh, emailed in. Email at conningfish.com for today's rando text out. Said my husband and I are arguing over how to discipline our son. He's going through the terrible twos. He is out of control, the kid, not the husband. I believe that we can control it just by pretending to threaten him and counting to three. I guarantee uh, by the time I get to two, he's going to stop doing whatever he should be doing. My husband said, you know what? Counting to three doesn't work. Our kid's going to find it out eventually and figure out that we're not serious. And he goes on to say, the way I was raised and the way I want to raise our kid was by parents who believed in spanking. He thinks an occasional swat, not over spanking, an occasional swat to keep a kid in line is not a big deal. She wants to know who is right, me or him. They are both members of the Click of Six. They both listen, and they really want your take on this because, straight up, they're debating it heavily. Now, he was raised that way. Maybe if you were raised that way as well, you can uh, let us know that way. You can call, you can text, you can email. We're going to get to all your stuff next. This rando texto uh, that we got, email at countingfish.com from a sister with a brain that says, my husband and I are arguing over how to discipline our son. He, the son, is going through the terrible twos, is completely out of control. She said, I believe we can control it just by pretending to threaten him, maybe count three. I guarantee by the time I get to two, he'll stop doing whatever he shouldn't be doing. My husband said, count three doesn't work, babe, because our son will eventually figure out we're not serious. My husband, by the way, was raised by parents who believed in spanking, he says there's nothing wrong with an occasional swat to keep a kid in line. Who was right, me or him? I was trying to remember, Steve, if I was raised by parents that believed in spanking. I don't remember getting spanked. I remember once when my mom mm-hmm. didn't let me go to Mike Opdyke's house for the weekend like I was supposed to. I told her because I had homework to do. I said, I hate you. And she slapped me. And that was once ever. Other than that, yeah. she said, fish isn't the angel we thought he was, you know. Yeah, the the funny thing is, I remember you talking about telling that story and that that her saying that was the thing that stuck with you more than the actual slap. And so that's kind of my point, too, in this type of situation is sometimes words can be much more effective. Yeah, I got a a really good. You're right. Words can be effective to a degree. But I I got a a message from a brother in pain, dude, a good friend of mine, actually, 
who said, spare the spanking, spoil the kid. I got spanked. Uh, I felt the belt on. Uh, I, I got spanked every day when I was a kid. I think I'm, if I'm saying that right, Kirk, I think I said that right. Another brother in pain said, at two years old, uh, they'll start counting with you. Don't do it. Seriously. They'll say three before you and laugh in your face. So you're teaching your kids to count. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You're teaching your kids to count. I don't think, Steve, that uh, I think I'd do it. Like if it was like, but it'd have to be extreme. Like what you did, flushing the cat down the toilet, you know, right. or trying to. I'm trying Somebody, to, yeah. Uh, we are going to wrap this up. Not now, but in just a minute with advice from a child therapist. Before we get okay. to that, Sister with a Brain via the app said, if your child is a toddler, they're too young to realize why it's bad, what they're doing. God, we're getting so many. I got it. It keeps refreshing. When they hit someone they love, but it's okay. You're hitting. Wait, if your child is a toddler, they're too young to realize why it's bad when they hit someone they love. But yeah, it's toddlers okay. hit people a lot just in general, is, is what oh, I've, yeah. I've heard and read about because Charlotte had a little hitting phase. She had a boxing moment. Like, yeah, it was probably like six months ago or something, maybe even a little bit longer ago than that. But yeah, she had a hitting phase where that was her thing. She would run up to you and she'd yeah. like, punch you in the leg or like uh, slap you or something. And she didn't really understand what was happening and why she was doing that, but she's just getting overly excited. So I think that's just like a common thing for toddlers to do. And that's why that woman's referencing that. Brother in pain said the spank is totally appropriate. I turned out fine. I actually was spanked by my principal back in the day with a paddle when my mom gave him permission. Hmm. That's uh, my dad went to Catholic school and was, uh, was spanked by nuns. Yeah. He went on to say, don't be a wimp. Just spank your kid. Uh, and somebody else said nothing wrong with an occasional swat on the bottom. I did the counting thing. It worked well. But if I got to three, there has to be a punishment. So go for the spanking at three and then, you know, so combine the two is what she's suggesting. Cause this right. wife is like, I don't want to spank my kid. The husband's like, it's fine. So maybe meet in the middle. Once you get to three spanking time, uh, somebody else said, I don't understand why spanking is a huge deal. We had a wooden slotted spoon that we were spanked with. It was one, one swat that kneel in the corner with our hands in the air. I'm not traumatized. Huh. I also, now he goes on to say, I'm not traumatized. I also never got in trouble in school or anywhere else. So I think the spanking thing actually kind of helped. Uh, some texts that we got, give them the consequences before you start counting and follow through when you get to three. Counting works. Somebody else said, no, 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 spanking. Take away a toy for a week. Maybe a timeout like what Steve does with baby Charlotte. I was spanked yeah. as a child and it was horrible. Somebody else said, tell the lady and her husband to read the book One, Two, Three Magic. It's called One. Two, three, magic. My okay. pediatrician recommended it to everybody. It's bas basically a method of counting and timeout combined. Oh. Uh, somebody else said my kids used to count to me, so the counting thing doesn't work too long. Or they would count with me. You're up. Oh, don't make one, one, two, two, three, three. You're not in trouble. Okay. Uh, it's not okay to hit. Uh, you, it's not okay to hit your spouse. Somebody said it's illegal. You should not be allowed to hit your kid. That's a deeper conversation that we're not going to have today. Somebody else said they're screwed. This is a conversation that should have been before they had kids together. Uh, great time to debate child rearing decisions after you have the kid. LOL. And finally, hey guys, I'm a children's therapist and some ideas for the question. Try a reward system to emphasize when the child is doing okay. Verbally more often say, I'm proud of you for picking up your toys. It's going to take time, she said. They're two. Uh, or a timeout if they're two, maybe two minutes. 
three, three minutes, whatever. Another fun idea, books. Reading time is a great time to learn and it's fun. And she sent a screenshot of a book from her kid. But that, again, that one, two, three, or, you know, that one, two, three system. I don't know. I don't personally. It's tough. It's real tough. Is, man, is if my kid dropped to. a cat in the toilet, I'd spank him. <laughs> it's that simple, Steve. I What your parents did, for me, I think is right. Emily said two is too young to spank. They don't even understand what you're doing. Positive and negative reinforcements. I don't have a two-year-old. I'm just saying. Spank the kid. Yeah. It's, it drops cat it's in the toilet. Tough. My opinion <laughs> for this rando text, though, to wrap it up, is straight up, maybe combine the two. Combine the yeah. two. Or ask your husband if you could try it your way for a month. Why not do that? You know? Yeah, you, I, think, I think the thing for them specifically is to find some sort of compromise that you're going to either... Need and it doesn't sound like he's the two. willing to, you know? Yeah, I, yeah, and that's that's the tough thing. Or maybe try one. Like, like maybe the compromise might be, well, find a thing to do at three, which would be like a timeout or like you're grounded or something or you don't yeah. get dessert tonight or something. And then if that doesn't work after a couple of weeks, then maybe then he can try his method. And then it's just it's it's a it's a learning process trying to figure out how to discipline your kid. And we're is. still trying to figure out how to discipline Charlotte. We have that one tool right now as a timeout that she does not like. But beyond that, I mean, if if she did something real bad, I don't even know what we would do. Like it's oh yeah, I can't even imagine know, a, a, this conversation hard. with Alicia. I'm assuming Alicia. I don't know what Alicia would do in this, so I can't answer for her. But I can just why are we having this conversation? Oh my god, why are we doing this? <laughs> By the way, spot on impression of Alicia. Not really. She gets mad every time I do it. But speaking of impressions of your wife, as we move on, Steve, I yeah. want you to think of a great way to impress your wife because we're gonna do totes trending here in a second, and that is one of the things that we're going to be doing. It's become a new TikTok trend. Oh, my God. Toast Trending is next with Cotty and Fish. Text question of the day. We're going to be doing it in about 15 minutes. What yeah. is something back in the day that put you in the principal's office? Maybe you were there in the principal's office with your kid as an adult, or maybe it was you, like uh, Steve threw ketchup and eggs on a kid. But we'll yes, get into I love that it when you don't give context. You're welcome. You're welcome, right? I, I don't have time to give context, bro. We got to do totes trending. I, you're Let's peep what's totes trending. Totes trending with Connie and Fish. Connie and Fish. The year, the year was 1980. Oh. And General Mills decided to change the way that they made their a couple of their cereals. Ooh. Okay. Parents, for some reason, had no idea or no interest that there's no food in any of this. And, and it was great until the cookie crisp people came along and blew the lid off of the whole rack. So we somebody pushes a good thing just a little too far. Cookie crisp. If you don't know what this is, this is a cereal. It's not like cookies. It is cookie. Yeah, that's cookie, Chris. Well, here's the deal. Back in 1980, General Mills changed up the way that they made their cereals. So what okay. they did was they uh, didn't have the same ingredients that they had in uh, specifically Tricks, Cocoa Puffs, Golden Grams, which was my favorite cereal, uh, one of them, and cookie crisps. So the cereal companies had worked really hard to get the artificial flavors and extra sugar out of their products for the past few decades. And the result has been worse cereal, right? Yeah. It doesn't taste like it did when you were a kid. General yeah. Mills said, all right, you're right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to bring back the 80s taste of Tricks, Cocoa Puffs, 
Golden Grahams and cookies crisps, cookie crisps. Trick will tricks will come in its classic fruit shapes. Cocoa Puffs and Cookie Crisps will have stronger chocolate flavor. And Golden Grahams will be made with actual honey. Really? Yeah. One other big reason they're doing this, millennials are nostalgic for cereals they grew while eating up. Or eating up. Uh, grew While they grew up eating. What they grew up eating. So hmm. it's a real letdown when the cereals don't taste as good as they remember. So they're going back for retro recipes. I like and that, look the retro neat. cereals, yeah. Yep. I mean, why not? Why not? So mm-hmm. they're going back. They're going to put back in those artificial flavors. And it's kind of like how, I, I won't plug the business, but there's a business that's like, we have salads if you want a salad. But if you want a hamburger or cheese curds or nuggets that are fattening, we have those for you. Enjoy this giant fat hamburger. Calorie count 2,433, <laughs> right. right? Just enjoy it. Have fun and enjoy your day. So those cereals will be coming back. Uh, speaking of kids or when you were a kid, there's a seven-year-old kid in Pennsylvania. His name is Theo. He was bored at home, clearly because pandemic, right? Uh-huh. So his neighbors saw that he was bored. And I want you to think about this if you don't have kids or if your kids don't need this. They see that this kid Theo's bored and they gave him a pogo stick. Okay. So he just beat the world record for most jumps in a row. The previous record for kids his age was 376. He did 2,309 in a row. One, wow. two, three, four. My neighbors gave me the old pogo stick, so I wanted to try it out. He asked what the record was for pogo stick jumping. So he was like, okay, mom, I, I got to go break the record now. <laughs> points where you see like he's scratching his head like one-handed because i recorded it on my ipad i didn't think it was going to be 25 minutes long like oh i hope i have enough memory yeah he actually yeah he crushed that record 2309 times he did it i mean that's that's just badass right there good job for him theo pennsylvania if you want to look it up theo yeah right i wish i could find uh, my old jarts from when i was a kid maybe i could do a record with one of those but don't give your jarts to the neighbors. You remember what jarts are? Those are those lawn darts. Lawn darts. Like you literally throw one up in the air. The kid, the game that kids played was, or we played with the neighbor kids, was you throw one up in the air and then you run as fast as you can because you just threw it straight up in the air. Well, that sounds like a horrible idea. Those are the steel. It's, you're talking about the steel tipped ones yep, that like steel tipped okay, jarts. Yeah. Yep. Sure. And that's why yeah. they're illegal. That's why they're now illegal. Yep. Jarts are actually <laughs> illegal. Uh, Tom Hanks, let's talk about him real quick. I was going to wait to talk about this in a little bit, but I know Steve was kind of excited. So Tom Hanks and uh, the movie Forrest Gump, have we all seen Forrest Gump? Yes. Obviously, I mean, I I would think so. If you haven't seen Forrest Gump, it's a great movie. Specifically at one part of the movie, do you remember when Forrest is running across the country? That day, for no particular reason, I decided to go for a little run. So I ran to the end of the road, and when I got there, I thought maybe I'd run to the end of town. President Carter, suffering from heat exhaustion, fell into the arms of... And when I got there, I thought maybe I'd just run across Greenbow County. And I figured since I run this far, maybe I'd just run across the great state of Alabama. And that's what I did. I ran clear across Alabama. No particular reason, I just kept on going. 
I ran clear to the ocean. Yeah, he did. And then he oh, ran back. Fast. And do you remember that? that I, can you yeah. see that in the movie when we? I just played that clip? I love this mm-hmm. movie. Tom Hanks and Robert uh, the, the, is the actor, Forrest Gump. And Robert Zemeckis is the director. Well, I know Connie does this segment, Things I've Learned Today. Mm-hmm. Well, here's a little nugget for you about Forrest Gump. So Tom Hanks and the director, Robert Zemeckis, covered the cost of some of the scenes in that movie. Okay. The studio said, we don't want to pay for it. You're spending too much money on this movie. This isn't going to be that huge of a movie. You're spending, stop. You're spending too much. Right. So Tom Hanks and Robert Zemeckis said, if we pay for them, we want some of the profits. Ooh, and well the movie played. And the movie company said, a lot of actors will do that. Tom Cruise made more money off Top Gun after it was out of the movie theater than when it was in the movie theater. Right. Because of residual income, right? So... Why yeah, this one of the scenes specifically that they paid for was when he ran across the country. Paramount said it was too expensive to film. Tom and Robert wanted it because of that. Tom has made $65 million off the movie Forrest Gump. Wow. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> that I is know. crazy. $65 million, million dollars off of the, uh, the movie Forrest Gump. Okay. Let's talk about our spouses real quick with Toad's trending right now. Oh, Your boy. wife. Your beautiful, beautiful wife, Steve. Can you do an impression of her? You're probably afraid, but I mean, come on. Can you suck it up? Connie's out sick. We don't have her to do an impression of Dan. We always do impressions of our spouses. Mine's like, hey, honey, stop it. And I obviously, with my impression, I exaggerate it. But so right. be it. But can you? And if you could do an impression of your spouse, and you have the cojones. Call in. Uh, I'm assuming it's not going to happen. Now it's, it's just Steve and I here, so it takes a little bit longer to get to the phones. But yeah, uh, kind of be back on Monday. Can you uh, do an impression of Brittany? Impression of Brittany. <clears throat> I'll do Alicia again. Oh my God! Stop picking me on the air. I was bucked off the horse. I didn't fall. Okay, your turn. Babe, can you bring me a snack? I don't know what I want. Is that good? Let me try that. That's pretty good. Hold on. Babe, can you bring me a snack? I don't know what I want. So she drags her ladders. Is that, is that what you're saying? Well, when she's specifically asking me for something. So like if she's and, and whenever she asks me for like a snack or something, I always, what do you want? She goes, you know what I like? And then you bring oh it God. and you bring the wrong thing. You bring the wrong thing after <laughs> that. I always yeah. feel like like I, I it's I'm under a microscope when that happens. I'm just like, okay, yep. all right, what do we got here? What do we? What, what can I? What am I dealing with? What do we got? What do we got? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Tough. I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. Uh, I didn't want that. Well, you want chips? No, I want something salty. Chips are salty. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> but I, don't want, I that. want almonds. Okay. Yeah, okay, exactly. Uh, so the new TikTok trend going on right now. There's a ton of TikTok trends going on right now, and frankly. I don't normally bring them up in totes trending and Connie and I don't talk about them during the show because it's like drive while doing a handstand or something stupid like that where people can get hurt. But this right. one might get you hurt, but if you can run fast enough, you won't get in trouble. The hot new TikTok trend is husbands like Steve and I mm-hmm. doing impressions of their wives. Oh Here's a clip from the video that started the trend. <laughs> Hey, I know you were in the middle of cooking, but next time we go to my dad's, I'm gonna wear this sweater. Oh my god, what'd you do if I just stabbed myself right now? Why does my head always hurt? I haven't had any water today, but that can't be it. Babe, I thought of a really funny idea for a TikTok. Can we film it when you're done? Uh, bad, 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 bad. 
Are you afraid right now to say anything? You sound like you're uh, terrified because you think you, you. I think you know where I'm. Well, going. I don't know if she's listening right now. <laughs> uh, you, so, I know Alicia's father. My father-in-law is listening on the app, so I know that's coming back. He, he'll say, "Fish, we're doing impressions of my daughter." So <laughs> he's Morgan Freeman. <laughs> he's, yeah, my father-in-law is Morgan. Freeman, but you like we wouldn't have a ton of voice work from Morgan Freeman if that was my father. I wish. But. So look, here's what I'm thinking would be funny, male and female alike, spouses and wives, husbands and wives alike. I think it would be cool if you have the stones to email us an impression of your spouse. Ooh, that'd be nice. A video of your spouse. If you can email us that video and you can get that to us, Steve will put something together because he's good at it. He's great at editing. If you haven't noticed, and we'll throw it up on the website. Send us an impression of your spouse. If you can do that, that would be, I think, epically funny. Yes. Would you concur? Like yeah. yeah. I'll, 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 even, way, I'll, I'll even shoot a video myself of me imitating Brittany. I'll do, I'll do Alicia as well on video. Wait, I'll do it. Yeah, you will. Yeah, you will. You like it. I'll do you an like impression it. of. Why'd you nope, fire that? Too wait, late. You like I'll it. Do, you like it. Son of a. <laughs> Text question of the day. Let's do this bad boy, Steve. The text question of the day today, what put you in the principal's office? Now, earlier, Steve was just talking about how he's throwing eggs and ketchup over people. When he was a senior, they were freshmen, all nervous about going to school, trying to look good. And Steve's covering, Steve and his friend, covering them in ketchup and throwing eggs at them. What is this, an episode of Glee, which is available on Netflix? (laughs) Are you the bully? No. This was a tradition in his school that the the principal was trying to stop and students did it to Steve. So he wanted to do it to students. Is that about right? Exactly. Yep. Yep. They canceled it. Uh, So it was a tradition for like literally a decade. And then they canceled it the year that I became a senior when we could finally do it. And then uh, we decided to rebel and then got in trouble for it. Well, that's yeah. You deserved it for harassing that poor child. I did. What? What put you in the principal's office? Just got a text in, said, I uh, forgot I forged my dad's signature to get out of gym class multiple times. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant, my friend. Nice. Somebody else said, pranking staff members, teacher life. I'm basically in there every day. So this is from a current teacher, Steve. Okay. Pranking fellow <laughs> teachers, and they tell on her. Oh, that's ah. nice. Karen did this again, and I'm sitting in my classroom. And my erasers are filled with super glue or whatever, right? That's great. I love it. Somebody said I was only given detention once in my life, and that's because I skipped a class to write a paper for my following class. Beyond that, I was the wallflower type of kid. You were a super good kid. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like senior skip day. You went like job hunting or something. I know. Somebody else said uh, my junior year, a bunch of us stole the biology teacher's book with all the answers for tests and stuff. We cut out letters from magazines and papers. And we made a ransom note. <laughs> then one, it goes on to say, then one, remember, you can listen anywhere on the app, right? One yeah. little snitch ruined it all. It was, we were <sighs> living in Montgomery, Alabama, Robert E. Lee High School, 12th grade, moved to Aurora, Colorado, and out of field. Oh, uh, this is like two different ones. Sorry. Uh, no, it's the same one. That doesn't make sense. Was she moved somebody then too? She's awesome. Okay. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> She must she have been voice texting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, somebody, uh, what put you in the principal's office? Somebody said my insulin pump. Twice, actually. The vice principal was upset that I was wearing a pager. I had to remind oh, wow. him twice that, in fact, it was the thing keeping me alive, douche. My insulin pump. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. 
Wow. Uh, somebody else said, I'm super susceptible to nosebleeds. In the first year we moved up here, it got really bad because of the cold, dry air. I was uh, in the fourth grade and asked to be excused from class. I went to the bathroom. I sneezed, blew my nose into a paper towel, and it started gushing. Ooh. Connie and Fish, after 20 minutes, the teacher sent someone to look for me, thinking I snuck off. I was still in the bathroom trying to stop the bleeding. The girl ran back, told the teacher. They ran back, told me to sit in the office, and the staff would take care of me. I ended up having to snag tissues from the principal's office. I sat there, and I bled for another 30 minutes, Steve. Oh, that's not good. 50 minutes of snot bleed. Oh. Nuts. Yeah. A bunch of people got sent uh, to the principal's office for smoking in the bathroom. Somebody else pushed a boy off the <laughs> monkey bars. Uh, where's another quick hit before I get to the top five-ish? I used to fight kids all the time in kindergarten. It was kindergarten fight club. I'd have lunch with the principal <laughs> nearly every day. <laughs> she was a nice lady, and I always enjoyed adults more than kids my age anyway. I wonder if it was on purpose, but honestly, a horrible bee. I was a horrible bee as a kid. So <laughs> girl fight club too kindergarten yeah. girl fight club i hate to sound like a sexist but that threw me when i that's read that funny. earlier that was from a sister with a brain and that's why she starts off the top five-ish uh kindergarten put me uh in the principal's office connie and fish cindy and i got into a paint fight we were sent home with our schmocks oh, and told wow. we had to wash them ourselves <laughs> oh no uh, somebody else said uh, in kindergarten, I got sent to the principal's office and suspended after multiple offenses of tying the teacher's shoes together during circle time. <laughs> don't say it. Don't oh, say, man. Don't say that's it. mean. And hopefully you didn't hurt your teacher. Oh, but that's kind of funny. I thought you were going to say something else about circle time. OK, top five ish. I'll keep it simple, guys. Senior year principal's office. Me and a few others super glued all the locks on the second floor in our high school. It was the best senior prank ever. The school was <laughs> shut down for a day to replace the locks. Oh, wow. We denied all plausible accusations. Cameras, though, were installed the following week. <laughs> That's crazy. Top five-ish number four. Guys, I got called to principal's office my junior year. Some friends and I put dryer sheets in a toilet paper roll, and we smoked some weed. And a ah. senior tattled because she heard a lighter flicking. Yeah, I was scared I think, as crap. Uh, we didn't get caught, though. What the senior didn't know is that my parents were close with the principal. Ha ha. Take that, you tattlebutt. <laughs> we did that in college. I think you call those spoofs, I think, where you put dryer sheets in the paper towel roll and then you blow the smoke through it so it doesn't smell. Wow, you know, you did that in college, you said? Yeah, in the dorms because uh, you yeah, yeah, smoke dorms. dorms. Yeah, like, that was weird. Okay, and now it makes sense. Number three, uh, text question of the day. What puts you in the principal's office? I told a girl in seventh grade that she looked like a slut. No, you know what? I'm going to move that to number one. We're going to answer that in a sec. Okay, let's do number three for this one. I got mad at a dude that stole my crayon in second grade. So I cut off his rat tail. Wow. Probably the most badass I've ever been. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Number two. When I was in high school, I was part of the group that did the uh, morning announcements towards the end of the year. When students are picking out classes for the following year, we have to make commercials for different classes. Okay. I made one for AP Anatomy and Physiology, and I used old footage of students doing cat dissections, and I voiced over sad, like, cat meows every time the cats moved on the video. Oh, Kids my said God. said that it traumatized them, and the few left school for the entire day. I was dying laughing, but I almost got kicked out of school. 
That's pretty messed up, but also kind of funny at the same time. It's kind time. of brilliant, bro. It's kind uh, of brilliant if you think about it. But still, you're right. A little yeah. messed up, but kind of brilliant. Okay. Wow. Number one. Text question of the day. What puts you in the principal's office? I started this earlier, then I was like, man, I don't know. This is so good. I'll okay. make this number one. Because we all know this person that is either saying this about us or we're saying it about them. Okay. So I told the seventh grade girl that she looked like a sleut. Uh-huh. They called us both into the principal's office. The principal, she, the she, the principal asked me, why did you say that? I said to her, have you seen what she's wearing? A tube top, <laughs> short skirt and heels, way too makeup, too much makeup and gaudy jewelry. And the principal looked at her and said, yeah, you're right. And then what? she made her parents. Yeah. Then she made her parents bring her different clothes. So the girl was in the principal <laughs> office, principal's office for calling some girl a sleut. But at the end of the day, the girl looked like a sleut. And the principal agreed. And that's why I pointed out that it was a female principal. Because a guy right. principal dude could never do that. <sighs> that that's, that's a weird situation. On, I, I hope dude. both of them got in trouble because you still shouldn't call people that. Okay. Regardless me, of what they wear. Tell me, uh, how about a hoe? Can you say a hoe? <laughs> tell me it would know. be awesome if you got called to school because a girl said that baby Charlotte, who at this point in the hypothetical, uh, this girl, that baby Charlotte looked like a hoe. Tell me if she looked like a hoe in the way she was dressing that you wouldn't kind of laugh a little bit. Don't well, tell me I would be that surprised <laughs> that she went to school <laughs> looking. But maybe she changed. Like showing bro. a bunch of skin or something. I mean, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'd laugh. Getting uncomfortable. But yeah. You're an uncomfortable yeah, dad I'm right now, aren't you? Uh, well, I mean, I because in this, I, I don't want to think about these things like yet. Streetwalker, is it freaking <laughs> I, you out? I don't want to think about. These, I don't want to think about these things okay. yet. That your daughter looks like a streetwalker. Yeah, I, when she's I don't want. I don't want yeah. it. Nope. Okay. okay. All right, we'll move All on. All right. All done. Bye bye. Got in fish while mom's away. Fish will play. Sorry, a little pop up dance party entitled that butt. Now, why am I entitling it that butt? Because yeah. we are wrapping up the pop-up dance party with one of Steve's new favorite songs. It's all about people that bust a sag. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you see my behind hanging out of my pants, then you're about to say hi to my... Yes! Crack. Ah. I know you like this, buddy. Just a little bit. Did she say a fuzzy little place? Yeah. Oh my god, that's disgusting. You know, I gotta do a little something here and there while she's gone. You know, I'm trying to be a good fish, but I've gotta be doing something here and there while she's gone. Okay. Oh, that was his butt. Okay. We're gonna talk about money next. Here you go. Counting me back on Monday. The text question of the day we got done for the day. But I do want to share a little audio with you real quick, Steve. You ready? Okay. Uh-huh. 
Now, you should not do that to your animal's head. What exactly okay. am I talking about? We're going to talk about it in just a sec. Don't do that to your animal's head that makes that noise. Listen to this noise again. Yeah. Huh. Can you even guess what kind of animal that is? No, but I kind of want to because normally I play this game against Connie, and every single time I play this game, I lose. But since Connie is out sick, I would automatically win by default. Yeah, that in theory you would. <laughs> right, that noise? Yeah, it's an you know, animal. If I told you that that was an elephant making that noise when they were doing something to its head, would that be a story you'd want to hear about? Yes. Okay. Because it's not an elephant, but I will tell you oh, the pet here okay. in just a well, second. Okay. Yeah. You remember a few minutes ago when I was uh, sharing this with you here? Yep. yep. Yeah. And I was like, uh, this, don't do this to your pet's toy. Or I mean, to your pet, not your pet's toy. Okay. To your pet. The pet sounds like a, a, doesn't the pet sound like a dog toy? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like one of yeah. the ones. Yeah. Like, wee. Yeah, so uh, the woman is doing it by squeezing the pet's toy, the pet's head. It's a parrot. Oh, don't do so that! So when she squeezes the parrot's head, <laughs> that's why I waited to do it till later, till ninety nine point nine percent of the kids are in school. Oh, don't squeeze the pet's head. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the woman doing the squeezing never asked the parrot if he's down with the whole thing or not. But no. don't squeeze your pet's head. No, no. if you're gonna do anything with your pet. Have a re like a reuniting moment, like uh, one of Connie's favorite audio clips. Remember that dude? Uh, I believe he was in Spain. Aww, he got reunited yeah, with his donkey. donkey. Don't get all girly here, Steve. But no, here it is. This is. This is... <laughs> it is. It's been two months since they'd seen each other because of quarantine. Oh, that's a very happy ass. What, what? Yeah. Did somebody just poop? <laughs> that was weird, oh, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Where yeah, was yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> sounded like a fart in a bathtub. <laughs> There's just a dude in the bathtub next to something foaming. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, hold on. Let me just try that one more time. Did you? Oh, I've never yeah. noticed that before. Have you noticed yeah, that before? It's odd. <laughs> yeah, definitely in the bathtub. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, the dude must have been in a bathtub in the video when he met his donkey. I have yeah, to, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Sorry, buddy. I uh, met his donkey after a couple of months. But yeah, <laughs> don't squeeze your parrot's head and make it sound like a damn dog toy. Steve, I've been, uh, I'm going to tell you a little story. I don't know if you know this or not, right. but uh, I am kind of what they call a marketing genius. Mm, sure. Now, you've okay. probably felt this throughout the past few years because of my geniosity but I want to yes. give you a breakdown because these guys from Austin, Texas came up with a glorious, glorious idea. No, okay. It's a couple of plumbers. And I think somebody in our area, a member of the Click of Six, whether you own a business or you are, uh, and if, if you own a business, you better be supporting our station, right? We appreciate yeah. you if you are. But whether you own a business or you know someone that owns a business or someone in your family owns a business, you want to run with this idea. But first, I'm going to tell you a little story. A little story about a ginger ninja. All about how? My life got Named Fish. Oh. No, I'm not going to do that. No. Uh, about how Fish was dating a woman who opened up a salon and spa. 
Yes. Now, Alicia's uh, salon and spa, texture salon and spa was called. She's now a realtor. Uh, texture salon and spa was what they call a high-end salon and spa, Steve. Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. So it's not like uh, $5 cuts, right? Oh. So when Alicia decided that she was going to open this, obviously, being in the industry that I'm in, she came to me for advice on advertising. Yeah. And I said, well, you can do those, you know, commercials where you voice it. Hi, I'm the owner of Texture Salon Spa. Come hang out and here's what we have and yeah. deals on this. Yeah. You mm-hmm. can do another one of those commercials where it's like, come on out to Texture Salon Spa. Or mm-hmm. you can do what I want you to do. All right. And she said, well, what do you want me to do? And I said, well, I'm going to go to work and I'm going to cut you a spot. I'm going to bring it home. And more or less what the spot did or said was like this. It had this music in the background. Right here. Uh-huh. Hear that? Okay. Yeah. yeah and it was crunchy. like, hello. Hello, my friends. We here at Texture Salon and Spa realize that we cannot fix your face because it is so ugly. But we can <laughs> fix your hair. We can relax your body. We can fix your jacked up fingernails or your whacked out toes. Your hair is ugly and it needs help. And we here at Texture Salon and Spa can do that for you. And Alicia was all like, I don't know. That's going to offend people. And I'm like, all right, people are going to talk about it. It's going to trend. I think it's a great idea. You could, we could even cut a TV commercial. This could be awesome. And I rarely, rarely push people away from radio. Right. And right. I'm like, cause radio works TV yes, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, uh, she didn't want to do it. She went her own way and it was successful and whatever and all that crap. But these guys, these plumbers from Austin, Texas that own radiant plumbing, yeah. They did a Terminator spoof starring a robot toilet that's <laughs> battling a cast of characters with the Arnold accent. Take a listen. Okay. We must destroy the mother toilet. We will not stand for a toilet takeover. We've got bowel movement. Turn on all frequencies. Alpha team, status report. See the mother toilet now. Go. Now. The toilet's are taking over the squad commander. He's been covered in mud. That's not mud. It must be dominated. Come with me if you want to flash. Punch me! We got the white baby. For all your plumbing, AC, and drain needs, just call Radiant. Come on, what are you doing? Pick up the phone! Pick up now. the phone! Do it now! Do it now! Do it now! <laughs> See, you hear Get the commercial, the and you start doing the voice, don't you? <laughs> Yeah, someone locally needs to do this. Now they did it as a uh, a commercial, and like they're they're trending on YouTube, and I'll throw it up on our website, our Facebook, and I'll send it to Stephen. We'll take care of all that. But someone needs to do that. Someone that uh, wants to be a part of our show that owns a business or knows somebody that owns a business needs to let Steve and I voice their commercial. Yeah, and get and we'll get Connie and everybody else, and just do it now. Go to get to the toilet. Oh no, we're gonna fix the toilet. It would be great. Be wonderful. It would be. Incredible. You know what I'm Do saying? Do it now. Do it now. I need to apologize. I Okay. So when you're having trouble with your internet, which sometimes in our gig, we have trouble because we're using so much of it, right? Uh, your computer won't open up, right? So I was talking about how Christine, who's on after us, who's the oh, perfect guest. There you go, Steve. I like it. That's Christine's <laughs> favorite song. That's really funny. Uh, oh, yeah. She plays it all the time. She told me once that she dances around her house to it like repeatedly. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Christine, who's on after us, throwback lunch, Christine, uh, it was the workday pay, workday cash code things back. 
she'll be doing that all day along with us starting Monday as well as us and Rob, Christine. So I saw this thing on my bandwidth on my computer. I can't see images, Steve. You know what I'm talking about, but I can see titles. Yes. So I go to mix957gr.com. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, let's see what Christine's been writing about. Because I love me some Christine. Yeah. And I go to the website. And I can't see the photo. I can just see the title of the article. Okay. And it says, meet Joan the pig. <laughs> and I get all like, you are really, that is terrible. I can't believe you're saying this about some woman named Joan. I can't believe that she posted. <laughs> but it's actually, I, so I stand corrected. Oh I apologize. Goodness. It's a it's a baby pig that's up for adoption at the Humane Society of West Michigan. So it's Connie's dream right there, right? So yes. if you are looking for a baby pig, I do owe Christine an apology. I thought you were talking about some <laughs> oh fat God. woman named Joan or something, and you were being really rude. And I'm like, I'm a fat person, so I can call people a pig. But she is definitely not fat. She's P-H-A-T fat, Steve, but she ain't F-A-T. You know what I'm saying, dog? <laughs> I know what you're saying, dog. All right. So that just, I apologize. It's Mix957GR.com. Oh, Sorry, Christine. Connie and Fish, Mix957. We're having a good day. No. Uh, Connie is out till Monday. We're uh, looking at, uh, you know, basically the 80s and stuff, like low 80s for the next few days. If you've got anything you want to do to enjoy what allegedly in the next couple of months, we're going to get a crazy ass winter. So they say that, but will it happen? I don't know. You don't know. I thought they said that last year and Connie and I were debating it, I think last week. And she's like, no, they didn't say it last year. I said, I think they did, Connie. (laughs) I know weather. Okay. Why did I make her sound like Eeyore just then? That was a terrible. <laughs> it gets deeper and wrong. slower each yeah. time. <laughs> doop, doop, doop. Yeah. Like uh, one of the sharpest people I've known my whole life and uh, quick-witted people I've known is Connie. And I just made her sound like, dude, now she sounds like the Silence of the Lambs guy. I got to make it stop. Let's get out of here, right? Steve. Okay. <laughs> so look, have a good day. Make sure you go to mix957gr.com. But regardless, this time tomorrow, we'll be wrapping up the dance party. More text question of the day. Up to $10,000 starts next week. Peace. Peace. All right, all right, all right. Put your muffin down. Get out of your car. The Connie and Fish Show, all up in your face radio. Check out the dynamic duo. Goodbye. What kind of a name is Fish? One fish, two fish. Oh, you gotta go fish. Ooh, like. Shaka, Shaka Connie, Shaka Connie, let me dub you Shaka Connie. Shaka Connie, that's all I wanna do. Wake up. I don't wanna get up.